chapter, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 11. And I'm going to try to slow down. I have a tendency sometimes to get excited. And when I get excited, man, it's like, you know, stuff just start running together. So, so y'all, you know, y'all, y'all push me. I, I like that. Um, but sometimes I need to slow down so that you guys can receive what God wants, to, to, wants you guys to receive. So let's look at this, John 12, 1 and 11. It says, six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet. With her hair, come on, y'all sisters. I mean, would you, you know, right? I was talking to my husband this morning about, you know, my hair. Anyway, let me move on. It says the house was filled with the fragrance. Listen to that. Keep that in mind. The house was filled with the fragrance, but Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Next verse. And when all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. I think uh, was that, that was verse 11. Oh, I wanted to stop. Let me see the arrival. Then, uh, then the leading priest decided to kill. I wanted to stop at verse 8. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we praise you and we thank you. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you for being and for meeting us here on today and for blessing us with your presence. I pray, God, that, um, that you give me the articulation of speech. You give me wisdom. You give me knowledge and understanding to be able to communicate what you would have your people to hear on today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to speak from the topic getting and giving. Getting and giving. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all like the part of getting. But when it comes to part of giving, y'all like, "Uh uh-oh, hold on. Let's let's back up. Getting and giving. You know, I want you to know, and last I told you that our covenantal rights is things that God has for us. Because we became a child of God, um, there are certain rights that we have. and, And we should not let anything or anyone take those away from us. We have a right to healing. We have a right to prosper. 
We have a right to call on the name of Jesus. We have rights. And in one of those rights, I want you to understand that God uh, wants each and every one of us to prosper. Anybody believe that God wants you to prosper? Amen. I know me, I'm going to walk it. God wants us to prosper. If he did not want us to prosper, why in the word of God in Jeremiah 21, 29 and 11, it says, I know the plans that I have for you. There's plans that God has just for you. But not only are they just plans, but he said, that, thus saith the Lord, he said, they are plans for good, for good. And not for disaster, not for evil. God has good plans for us. He has good plans. Not only that, he wants to give you a future. A future just not just here on earth, but a future long after we leave this earth. He wants to give us hope. Anybody feeling hopeless right now? Anybody ever felt hopeless? God said that, look, my desire is that you not, you not walk around hopelessly. He says, but my plans for you is that you prosper. John 3 uh, and, and verse 2, it says, uh, Third John, I'm sorry, verse 2, it says, he, uh, the Bible says that I want you to prosper even as your soul prospers. So in other words, uh, uh, I don't believe that God want any, uh, it's not his desire as being his children. Let me put it like that. It's not his desire as us being his children to walk around broke, busted, and disgusted. Come on, y'all. He wants us to, as I, we're in here getting the word. We know how to, we know how to uh, call on his name. How to uh, uh, interpret or, 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 or uh, get revelation from the word? Our soul is prospering, and because our soul is prospering, then that means that we should also prosper in life. That's God's desire. God's desire is what you know, and I say this because a lot of times in in, in tradition and uh, uh, religiosity would say that you have to sell everything. I don't want to go to church because you know uh, uh, I I can't live the way I want to live. You know I, I'm not going to be as pro- no 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 no. You can be saved. You can be sanctified. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost, and as your soul prosper, God is going to call you to prosper in the natural realm that's his desire that you prosper number one another another thing is is that listen to this it says those who love me when we love God when we have fallen in love with him it says that we inherit the wealth that's Proverbs 8 and 21 there it is that's the word of God It says, and I will fill their treasuries. What's your treasuries? Your bank account. What's your treasuries? Your wallet. What's your treasuries? That's the word. It says inherit. Meaning that you didn't have to work for it. It's just going to be inherited to you. You're going to inherit it. You know what? We we, we in the will. We, we, you know, we, we, we in the will of God. You, when you walk in the way, come on, y'all. When you when there when you go before the 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 uh, uh, magistrate or whomever it is, and they read the will of somebody great and wonderful that had millions and millions and millions of dollars, and know that you have been left in inheritance, are you gonna sit there and say, "I don't want it"? 
No, you're going to receive it and say, well, what do I need to do to inherit what has been or uh, uh, to inherit and to receive what has been willed to me? There's a lot of things that have been willed to us through God. And all we have to do is inherit it. He's going to fill our treasuries. Fill our treasuries. See, and a lot of times we look at it as in the natural sense, but the thing is, he fills our treasury with spiritual things as well. Spiritual things. We, we, you know, you may not have seen us on the camera, but we were, we were in here praying and going in intercessory prayer, and uh, God was moving, and then we believed that God was lifting people's spirits up, spiritual treasury. Our spirits was being uh, 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 enlightened and fed, emotional prosperity. I was telling my husband because I have lost my mom, and sometimes I can't think about, I can't even figure. I was telling him I was trying to think about what did I do Thursday what did I do Wednesday you know what did I do mental mental prospect I could not remember what I even did on the day before God said look I'm going to prosper you in your mental uh, uh, facility sister Holly was saying that COVID has affected some people's mental status some people's minds and I believe that it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a known fact that some people's mental capacities who have uh, uh, convict, uh, contracted COVID, it has dealt with them. But uh, I tell you, look, I'm standing on today saying that, look, I have mental prosperity. I have emotional prosperity. Not only that, I woke up this morning and I went to go sit in, 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 in a chair and something was going on with my hip. And it was like it was a feeling I had never felt before. I was like, what in the world? No, 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 no. God has even given me physical, physical prosperity. So we don't have to look at it in the terms of just money. But we can look at it in the terms of our entire life, our whole life, relational prosperity. Think about it. Some of you, uh, uh, we got a lot of entrepreneurs here in the house. Uh, God will give you a a relational prosperity with people who you come in contact with, with your clients. He will give you, he will build up that relationship and cause that relationship to flourish even in our marriages, even in our friendship, even in our family. Some families are broken and people don't talk to one another. God said that I can prosper that relationship. I don't want anybody around me to be sick. How does it look? We're saying that we're a child of God and I come in here looking raggedy, robusted, broke down, can't even talk, can't even. That is not God. That is not God's desire. And so when we walk in the prosperity of God, we are really honoring God. We are representing God and his nature. And I want us to understand today, and I'm gonna, I got some points that I want to leave with you, is that what you believe about God wanting you to walk in, whether it's abundance or whatever, it will determine how you behave. So if you believe that God wants you to walk in abundance, then guess what? You're going to walk with your head held up. God don't want me to live like this. God don't want me to act like this. God don't want me to feel like this. God don't want... You would be... You understand, y'all understand what I'm saying? God, God's desire, desire is that we prosper in every area of our life. 
But in order to prosper, in order to give and to get, we have to understand that everything that we have belongs to God. Everything that we have belongs to God. Let's look at Deuteronomy uh, 10 and 14. Everything that we have, it says, those who love me uh, inherit wealth. I will fill their treasuries. Not, and I think I already read this, not that we're going to fill it, but he's going to fill it. You understand what I'm saying? There are means and avenues that God will use to fill your treasuries. And Psalms 24 and 1 and 2, y'all all, everybody know this. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness and everything in it. The world and all its people do what? Who do you belong to? And what is his? Everything. Everything is his in it. <laughs> Even the car you drive, you may say, I'm paying the car payment, but he owns it. Even the house that you live in, you may say, I'm making the monthly mortgage payment, or I'm, I'm paying my rent, but guess what? He owns it. Because guess, at a, at a moment of a, he can put you out. He can cause that car to break down. He, can, he owns it. So you might as well say, God, hey, I'm just going, I'm, thank you for loaning me your car. Thank you for loaning me the house. He owns everything. He owns everything. I think about when Job was talking about, Job was fussing at God, and he was, uh, he was saying, you know, just saying all sorts of things to God. And God said, wait a minute, hold up, hold up, Job, hold up, hold up. Wasn't I the one that made the world? Wasn't I the one that laid the foundation? Don't get it twisted. Look, if God, y'all know, y'all seen the Grand Canyon before. As great as the Grand Canyon is, don't you think God was able to go and carve out the Grand Canyon? We don't really know. We can, scientists can say how it was done, but only God knows. If God is able to do something that wondrously, don't, and he owns it, don't you think that he knows how to get what you need into your hand because he owns it? He owns you. He owns you. We're not slaves. We're bond servants. Am I right? That's what the word of God said. We are servants. We are his children. Inheritance. We are his children. Our success comes from him. A lot of times we, well, I got my degree. Pastor Robert had me rolling the other day. <laughs> he said, uh, he called me and he said, um, what's your degree in? And I started to tell him. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got two degrees. I got two degrees. So I went in my office and he was like, well, no, 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 no. What's your degree in? What's your degree in? So I had to go up there and look at my, uh, uh, um, my, 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 my diploma. And I was like, oh, it's in this and this. And I said, and then I got, also I got another degree. I got a paralegal degree. He busted me right on down. He said, well, he said something funny. But it, he was baiting me because he was like, wait a minute, you got all those degrees and you can't even figure this out it wasn't cold don't get me wrong but it was funny because I was I was and he was like oh really you got a bill oh really <laughs> and I'm like oh and then I was like uh because I was like I was like this I was like yeah I got these two of them he was like yeah oh you got that degree and then all of a sudden but you don't know how to do this I was like mm. so all of my degrees didn't matter all of my credentials didn't matter 
Because at the end of the day, I could have as many degrees as some people say as a thermometer, but I have to understand that my degrees is not what's going to bring me success. It's God that's going to bring me success. All of what I know is not going to bring me success. It's when I surrender what I know to God that's going to bring me success. Judas, we talked about Judas, and, and Judas was going to my text. It says that Judas was the treasurer. Judas was the one that kept the money. Well, I'm like, okay, so out of all the 12 disciples that Jesus had, uh, hold on, hold on, why, why, did, why did Judas, why was Judas in charge of the money? Matthew was the tax collector. Matthew was really the banker. He was really the accountant. Am I right? But God allowed Judas to be chosen as the money holder. Mary, look at the occupations. You got to think about it. Read in between the lines. Here it was Judas's job. God, Jesus gave Judas his occupation. So you're thinking that, what? Oh, oh, they hired me. No, God allowed you to be hired. Oh, I got this promotion. God allowed you to get that promotion. You have to understand. Come on, y'all. Understand when we are children of God, we have to understand that we operate under a different principle. Man may think that they're blessing us. Man may, but all God did was use man to make a way for you. That's what he did. Mary. It talks about how Mary gave the nard. How Mary gave the anointing oil. How do you think that she had something to give? God gave her the ability to work for it. it when, when we get into it, you'll understand that it was a year's worth of wages. It was worth a year's worth of wages. So that means that, that Mary had the ability to work for something. She wasn't a beggar on the street. So I encourage you, if you begging and you, you know, you this and you that, I encourage you to say, God, open up a door to where I could use my hands to work. I was thinking, you know how we used to do in the church, we used to sell chicken dinners? You know, to bring in extra income. Uh, and a lot of times we were like, well, I don't know what God's given me to do. Yes, he did. It's right in your hands. Sometimes it's right in your hands. And I say that because even in the aspect of myself, I'm retired and I'm living on, on a pension. But then God gave me a, a business. The matter of fact, not too long after I, um, I retired, and it's called Living Waters Consulting. And I thought I was studying the word of God, and God said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So I believe that everything that I touch, every client that I touch, living waters is going to flow out of their business, and it is known to be true. I bring whatever I bring, whatever God has put into my hands, it brings life because God is flowing through me. So I, I, I could do this. I could do. And what I didn't know how to do, I YouTubed. <laughs> I'm just being honest because number one, 
Some people just did not want to share with me. So I said, well, I don't need that. Well, I would sit in front of them and say, God, help me. Open it up to me. And he would say, well, go to this YouTube channel. Do this, do this uh, internet sir." He would show it to me. I yielded myself to God. And so then he made, he gave me the ability to get extra income. Yes. Amen. That's right. Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18 says, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who does what? Who gives you the power to be successful. He gives you, uh, 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 Deuteronomy, are we in, uh, yes, it says, remember the Lord your God. He's the one who does what? He gives you the power. First of all, he gives you what? The power. First of all, you got to have the power. Then he gives you the power to be, to be. To be something. You in your mind. You remember when I was talking about mental wholeness. In your mind you can think of yourself as being low. And I don't know. I don't have. Look you just need to yield what you have to God. And God will give you the power. He will give you the ability to be successful. In order to what? It's not successful for ourselves. But it's in order to fill his covenant. Fulfill the covenant that he can to our ancestors with an oath what did I say we inherit we are his children and so therefore it's a covenant that he's made with us to be successful 1 Timothy 6 and 17 it talks about it says teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud So if you got everything going on, give God praise. Give God glory. Don't let pride seep in. People calling your name. You finally, you know, it's like, oh, you know, oh, they call me and they recognize. Don't get proud. Don't be proud. And it says, and not to trust in their money. Their money. Your money. Church, you know, people in the church don't like us to talk about money. But it says don't trust in your money. Why? Because it's unreliable. I was watching a TV show this week and um, they had a, a, a movie and these people had stole this bag of money. And the, they ended up wrecking or whatever it was. And, and next thing you know, some odd millions of dollars was in this bag. And guess the only thing that was on fire was the bag of money. So they, here they are thinking, oh, I'm going to really have it made. I'm getting away and I'm going to live a life of luxury. And their life of luxury went down the drain. Nothing was on fire but the bag of money. And they hold up the charred money. God said their trust, our trust should be in who? Should be in God. Who does what? Who richly gives us all we need. And he gives it to us for our enjoyment. For us to enjoy. So let's look at getting and giving. In my few moments that I have left with you. Getting and giving. And what I want to leave with you is number one. In the getting and the giving, we have to have a proper mindset. We have to have a proper mindset. Look at what, what, what uh, in, in the text. It says that, uh, of course, 
you know, they all came and they were having a dinner, uh, sitting down, eating dinner. Uh, Mary was preparing, Martha served, and Lazarus was, he was eating. But then it says, Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet. See, everybody else's mindset, Martha's mindset was on serving. Was on, oh, I got to get the meal prepared. Y'all heard the story before. The disciple and Judas and all of them, oh, they were hungry. They were there to eat. They were there to have the feast. But Mary's mindset was, look, I have something that I want to pour out at the feet of Jesus. Can you? Jesus is eating by this time. And while he's eating, can you imagine him feeling that nice, smooth, cool oil running down his feet? Anybody ever had their, their well, women, men too, ever had your, uh, a pedicure done? It, it's, it's nothing like it. It's so relaxing. And so here she is pouring the oil at Jesus' feet and wiping his feet with her hair. And look, the house was filled with the fragrance. But look at what Judas said. Judas had the wrong mindset. Judas said, um, and it said the disciple who was soon betraying him, he said, wait a minute. He said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. And it should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Judas was thinking that, that uh, Mary was being wasteful. Judas was thinking more of what could profit from the, the oil versus what it could do. Where in Mary, Mary was saying in effect that, you know what, nothing is too valuable to give to God. Nothing that I have is more valuable than putting it at the feet of God. Is anything in your life so valuable that you're not willing to give it up? God is worthy of everything. Mary was saying, Jesus, you are worthy of everything I have. A year's worth of wages. Think about it. You giving up a year's worth of wages. Oh, wait wait a minute now. A year's worth of wages. Not taking anything out, but a year's worth of wages. Can you calculate that? And say, I'm going to give it to Jesus. You hesitate, don't you? I do. It's just being, being honest. Being honest. Look, look at Luke, Luke 16. It says if you're faithful with a few things, he's going to do what? He's going to make you uh, faithful in larger ones. But if you're dishonest, Judas was dishonest. Mary was faithful. The mindset of being a faithful servant. But it says, but if you're dishonest, he says, you won't be honest with the greater responsibilities. You're wondering why that door won't open. You're wondering why this situation won't move. You're wondering why you're still stuck here. God's saying, can you be faithful? Can you be faithful? You've been dishonest. Yeah, man, I mean, I'm just keeping it real. Telling you to get up and pray. And I know for me, God had to chastise me this week. He said, look, I need you to get on a schedule just as if you're going to work every day. And so I started getting up the first morning. I sat on the side of the bed and I was like, okay, Lord, hallelujah. I lay right on back down. And the next morning, I said, wait a minute, hold on. I got to get this up. And I got up and I started walking. Pastor Robert gets up at 430. Now, I I, I was saying, you know, I can't make a promise that I'm going to get up at 430 in the morning. But I, I, I had to get into a routine and be faithful 
with that routine. We start things today and we get tired of it. Our situations come and we decide, you know what? I'm not even going to do this anymore. The Bible says don't love money but be satisfied with what you have. For God has said I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. Be faithful. Be satisfied with what you have. God, I mean, God been beating me up this week. He been beating me up. He told me, he said, look, don't covet. Y'all know what covet is? It means desiring something that somebody else has. God says, be satisfied with what I gave you. Be satisfied. A lot of times, and I'm getting ahead of myself, we're so busy looking at somebody else that we're not even looking at what God has already blessed us with. You know, this person over here can have this, but they're, they're going through much trouble in trying to keep it and so we're desiring what they're having to work for we're desiring something that they're having to stay up not at nights and, and lose sleep over to keep and when we're like God says be satisfied with what I gave you be faithful over it be faithful because if you're faithful I'm going to make you ruler Over many, over much. The next thing is we have to have the proper attitude of heart. Giving and getting. You got to have the right attitude in your heart. As a man thinketh, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart. As you feel, in, you, you know, you ever done something that it's like, you know, you just ain't, you didn't feel it. You did it because somebody told you to do it. God said, I, I, I don't want you to do because I'm telling you to, but I want it to be a heart thing. I want your heart to get connected. Let's look at Judas. John 12, 1 and 5 again. Let's go back to that scripture. Now look, okay, we already established that Judas was like, he was mad, you know, because here it is. Mary throwing out a year's worth of wages and something else could have been done with it. Um, and it says that, uh, look at verse 6. It says that um, then Mary took a 12-ounce jar, but Judas Iscariot, the disciple, the perfume worth for years wages should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Judas's attitude of heart was one of greed. It was one, uh, verse 5 said that what? He said not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. <laughs> and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, <laughs> he often stole it. So his mindset was really not on it. He was like, well, wait a minute. You know, if this goes into, if this is sold, then this is more money for me. How many times you think, you know what, you, you know, hey, if I do this, then it's going to be more coming back to me? Or do you just do because it's like not wanting anything in return? Not wanting, in, his attitude was dishonest. And can I tell you something? There are some of us in here that are dishonest dishonest with our money and I'm gonna I'm 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 touch on that y'all can y'all can y'all can talk to me after church matter of fact don't come talk to me after church <laughs> no I'm messing some of us are dishonest because God sees it all remember he owns it all some of what God gives us we don't willingly give it back understanding that he owns it all some of it is Greed, we want more. The more we get, the more we want. 
You know, y'all ever, you know, the more, the more, the more, I got to get more. I'm grinding. I'm just trying. And I'm going to be honest. These, these young people these days, and I got a niece that's like that, will work till 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, losing sleep. Because why? They got to get that money. They got to get this. They got to get that. And it's, it's, it's greed. The more, and, and I'm not going to, and I'm not, not saying that everybody is greedy. But we have to check our heart. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you giving what you're giving? Judas was filled. He was a hypocrite. Hypocrisy. His heart was filled with deceit. And, and what got me was I started thinking Judas followed Jesus for three years. For three long years, he saw miracles being performed. He saw uh, uh, blessings come. He saw how Jesus treated people. And in these three years, it did nothing to change his heart. We sit in the church year after year. We do this and we say it's in the name of the Lord, but our heart is still far from him sometimes. Our heart is still hardened in some areas. There's some areas in our heart that we have said, God, uh -uh, you can have this, but you can't have this. We haven't totally surrendered it all to them, to, to, to God. Jesus, uh, Judas was thinking more of the denary than he was worship. Mary was thinking, you know what? I give this. I'm worshiping God. I'm worshiping God with all that I have. I'm laying, and, and think about it, uh, in that time, it's, it's, it's key because uh, it said that Mary wiped uh, his feet with her hair. Y'all women, I can't wipe no feet with my hair. <laughs> but back in then, the hair meant something. The hair was the glory of a woman. And so essentially what she was saying was she was laying her glory at his feet. His glory at his feet. Lay what you have at his feet. Lay what you have at his feet. And I got to move because I'm, 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 uh, I'm running behind time. Look, Proverbs 1, 11. And one, it says, the Lord detests the use of dishonest scales. Look at what you're giving to God versus what you're getting. How's the scales weigh? I can only, de- I can only determine for myself versus what you're asking God for and versus what you're giving him. Amen? It says, but he delights in the accurate weight. So in other words, as God is giving you much, that means that you got to give much. If you're getting much, then you got to give much. If God is blessing you, then you got to give. And when I say blessing you, I'm talking, I'm just not talking about money. I'm talking about even giving stuff away. God has blessed us with clothes. I had talked to somebody the other day, and they said that they, and I know for myself, I had put stuff in a box and, and gave it away, went in my closet, and I'm like, I still got too much stuff. God blessed me to get it, so I need to give it. The scales. The scales. Amen. Next thing that we have to do is have proper priorities. What's your priority? 
Is your priority God or is your priority yourself? Priority. Judas' Judas's priority was himself. He didn't care. The word already said that he didn't care nothing about the poor. He didn't care. Poor, you know, even Jesus said that the poor, you know, you'll have among you. But what Mary has done, she's done that wonderful thing. Judas did not care about the poor. Judas's priority was in the wrong place. We have to say, God, help me. Help me to align my priorities. You know, align them. Matthew 6 and 33, is your priority seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness? That should be your sole priority. And not only that, to seek him, but to live righteously. And after you do those things, look at, look at the inheritance that we get. Everything you need. Everything. There's not a need that you ha- will have that God won't supply it. I'm just, I'm keeping it real. This is the word. And my last point is you need to have a proper understanding. In getting and giving, we have to have a proper understanding. Mary had the proper understanding. Mary sensed that Jesus' ministry was coming to an end. You know what? Jesus ain't always going to be around. This is Mary's thought. You know, I'm not always going to be able to see him. Something's getting ready. I got a feeling that something's getting ready to happen. And so Mary said, you know, with this feeling that I have, I'm not going to let this opportunity slip away from me pouring my worship at his feet. Not allowing me to pour on him what I have, what's on my heart to do. There are spiritual opportunities that God gives us. And I want to say, don't miss them. Don't miss the opportunities that God has for you. There are opportunities, and that window of opportunity is only for a short amount of time. Only for a short amount of time. You ever had to meet a deadline? (laughs) And and it's like, wait a minute. And after that deadline, it won't no grace period? Yeah. 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 Think about it. There are things that God wants us to do. Stop putting it off. Stop saying I'll do it tomorrow. And what I I did. uh, uh, In that scripture it says that the fragrance filled the room. So when your priorities in line. And when you you move and operate in in the area. And in the timing that God wants you to operate in. Others are going to be blessed. The fragrance filled the room. That meant that everybody was able to smell the fragrance of what Mary had poured out. When you do what God has called for you to do, everybody else is going to see the love and the fragrance of God. And and you got to go beyond that day because Mary wiped Jesus' feet with her hair. So that meant that that oil was in her hair. So even when she far left that building, even when she far left that dinner, people could still smell the fragrance on her. Still feel the fragrance. So listen to this. Proper understanding. This is where I want to get to us. I was telling Pastor Robert that... um, There's what you call a 10, 10, and 80 rule. Anybody know what that is? A 10, 10, and 80 rule is is that we have 100% of what we get. 
100% of what we work for, right? God says, give me a tenth. He says, save a tenth. Mary saved. A year's worth. So that meant that she gave and she saved. She gave and she saved. 10%. But then not only that, the 80% is what God gives us to, to use, to utilize. And I said, you know what? 80% is a lot. But we're so greedy like Judas. We want all of it. And we don't even give God 10%. We don't even give him 5%. We give him 1%. We give him 2%. But he gives us the ability and the right to live off of the 80. Have you ever had anything stolen from you? I know me. I had somebody to come into my house one day and I came home and everything was gone. I felt so violated. I knew something was wrong when the dog was running in the backyard. And I walked in and I was kind of just like stunned. I was like, wait a minute, hold on, the TV's gone. Hold on, wait a minute, this is gone. Hold on, wait a minute. And the house was in disarray. I felt violated. I was like, man, I worked hard for this. You know, I, 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 I earned this. And it was stolen from me. Well, God is saying the same thing. When you don't return unto him what's rightfully his, you're stealing from him. You might as well go ahead on when the offering buckets are, 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 are passed or when you go, just go and take your money out. Just go on and, you know, because that's essentially what you're doing. Y'all would be, oh, huh? I would never stick my hand in the offering bucket. You don't stick your hand in it, you just don't put it in. Oh, let me move. God said 80% I give to you to live off of. 80%. But we refuse to turn, return the honorable portion unto him. I'm just giving and getting. We all like the getting part, don't we? But we don't like the giving part. Well, I give my time. That ain't in the Bible. I'm being honest. God said return to me was rightfully mine. Return the tithe to where? The storehouse. Yeah, the storehouse is your house. Am I right? The word. If I'm stepping on your toes, then that means that our heart, y'all get me? That's why I had to deal with the heart first. Because if, if, if you are offended when we talk about the tithe, or when we are, we are offended, if you're offended when we talk about giving, that means that you got to check your heart. Ask God to change your heart. Because God wants to bless you. God wants you to be prosperous. And you have to position yourself in all areas to bless you. And I, I, I'm speaking to the house right now. We do a lot of outreach. We do a lot of, of giving back to the community. But that still does not account for God saying, return back unto me the portion that's mine. That's your reasonable service. Going out. Serving. Doing. Listen to this and I'm closing. It says Acts 4, 32 and 35. 
It says all the believers were what? United in heart and mind. And they felt that what they owned was what? Not their own. And so they shared everything they had. And the apostles testified to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them. Go to the next verse. And it says, look, this is what I want. When we share everything we have, there will be no need among us. No needy. Because those who own land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. So God allows us to have things, but we have to have the proper mindset, proper attitude, proper priorities proper understanding of why we're doing what we're doing okay we don't want to curse on ourselves we want to prosper in every area of our life we have to learn to manage what God has given us learn to manage it and this hit me because I save but I don't save 10% I don't save consistently now I'm good with tithing I'm serious. But I don't save. And sometimes I like to, and the reason why I can't save, see, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I'm too scared to touch God's because I want to be blessed. So I touch my saves. I touch my savings. And so I'm living beneath my means or, or above my means. I'm living, living more than my 80% because I want this. I like Amazon. I like ordering this. I like this. And, you know, Pastor Robert's always seeing a box come to the house. And it's like, so, you know, I bought him something. And it's like, he was like, oh, and, and I'm like, but I don't have the money. But, you know, I'm not touching with God, but I'm touching my savings. Seriously, y'all. Okay? This, y'all, y'all okay with this teaching? I want to ask you today as I close. Do you have a giving plan? Do you have... A giving plan. What's your giving plan? Ask God to give you a giving plan. You have a plan for everything else. <laughs> Why not ask him for a plan for giving? Amen? Amen. Faith in God's word. Combined with your giving will always. Produce a harvest of prosperity in your life. It will activate God's blessings. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's close with prayer. Father, we praise you and we thank you, God, for this word on today. God, I I pray that you would help us in every area of our life, especially in our giving, not just giving to the church, but also, God, giving to others, paying it forward, God, paying it backwards, God. God, help us. Help us to to be more... uh, uh, Focused on what's out there versus what we want and what we need and what we don't have. Lord, I I just stand today and say we all are in need of your help. And so we say from this point forward, God, we're going to do better. We decree and declare we're going to do better. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I encourage you on this week to bless somebody. 
I encourage you on this week to, to, to bless somebody by, you can, it can be a, 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 a Dollar Tree gift card or, or something. Bless somebody on this week. Think of somebody more than yourself. Amen? Amen? And if you need to give, those of you who are watching us online, you can, um, can you put the giving slide up for me, Sister Holly? It's the one at the very beginning. Um, you can give also via Cash App at OAWCVA.com. Or you can also, um, uh, it's the next, oh, oh text uh, 833, go back, um, text OAWC to 833-373-6278. You don't have to be a partner of this ministry to, to, to sow. We are doing wonderful things here. But we, we want to, to get you to be consistent in giving, to be blessed. Our job here is to teach. Our job is to encourage and to build up. So we praise you on this week. Thank you for who, those of you who are watching us via live stream. We hope to see you again on next week at 10 o'clock in Jesus' name. And so those of us who are in the building, we are going to go ahead and, and get our, our gifts together and we can go offline. Hallelujah. In the live stream. Praise God. Thank you, Paul. You know, um, praise God. And I'm, we're going to close because I know you guys got to get somewhere. Um, and you good. You good. You good. Thank you. Thank you. I got you. Oh, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Kathleen, I 